I, I had them unplugged the first time, too. Oh, I had them unplugged. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I did not. We're off well... to a start. <laughs> done this we are off to a start tammy kept freezing up the connection kept dropping i Ugh. didn't press record uh, yeah and i said the funniest things i've ever said in my life and oh my gosh everyone they're dead it. now nope you can't recycle those jokes tammy they were so can't funny and Ugh. and i wasn't recording i don't know what what the heck got into me this morning but my brain is we're not just Working. You know what? What we did is we were tired and we said we were tired and our bodies hurt us and reacted that way. And you know what? I call bullshit. I will not be tired anymore. I refuse. I'm going to do some like yogic breathing or something yeah. to power myself <laughs> up. Like, oh my God. Gus did not like that. And he literally bounded off of my lap and scratched me. <laughs> oh my God. Gus. He's like, do not breathe like you're in the Moz class, mother. That's disgusting. Yeah, you can't even breathe around this cat. You know, Jeez. he's so anxious. Uh, gosh, Gus. Sorry we interrupted nap number 20. I mean, really? Yeah. He's only stuck in here because he was hiding under the bed like Aww. a big baby. Oh, he is a big baby. Yeah, he's my big baby. <laughs> he's your big baby. I, I can't help it. I uh, I got Tuesday a new kitty condo. And oh, what's it like this time? I loved oh. the ski chalet. Well, we still have the ski chalet, but, all, you know, I don't know if all cats are like this, but Tuesday will like, we buy him a cat bed. He acts like it doesn't exist for half a year. Yeah. We take it away and put it away because we're like, okay, he's not interested. We bring it back out. It's his new favorite thing. And yep, so that, that's all cats. Yeah. Okay. It's all cats. It happens with his water fountains, his beds, his toys. Mm -hmm. We take it away and then you bring it out and he's like, oh, what's this? I love it. Mm -hmm. And then he's obsessed with it for a good few months. And then once again, ignores and then it's it. dead. It's dead to yep. him. So the ski chalet used to be his number one place. And yeah, it's the where he can burrow and, you know, hide safely and have like his little shelter that he squeezes into. Mm -hmm. And instead, he switched it to just laying down on like the cold, hard floor in the corner of the living room. And yeah. it makes me like, well, that doesn't look very comfy, but mm -hmm. he knows his body and his needs best. So I took the ski chalet away, did not toss yeah. it because it is cute. It's very cute. And got him one just one of those carpeted kitty condos. It's just round and, you know, it's got like a roof and sides and it's just with the carpet. Um and he's never had car the carpeted kind before. And so I spritzed it with some catnip spray so that he knows, oh, yeah. like, this is for you. You can use it. And he's loving it for now. Yeah. For now. I'm sure in a Here, week this is he has no interest. Scarlet last night. I'll post this, but I'm showing it to Amy. Out of nowhere, we've got this tiny little <laughs> rocking chair in the corner. She was like, oh, yeah, I love this. I sit under here all the time now. Like... <laughs> 
I've never seen her do that before. Isn't it funny what they just suddenly decide is like, yeah, they're for them. They're like, oh, yes, this is great. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever, whatever suits you. But yeah, I mean, we're all just getting through this the best we can. So I wish I had a ski chalet and a fucking condo (laughs) of my own. So yeah, I'm glad Tuesday's enjoying what, what he's got. (laughs) when I moved into the studio when I first got there I had like a mattress on the floor a table a lamp like a fork and a plate and then just this beautiful giant cat tree for Scarlet that's (laughs) like that's about right right. yes that's that's about right when their (laughs) stuff takes up more space than yours and they have it much better (laughs) yeah it's like fancier furniture for her I was still sleeping on a mattress on the floor (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that big condo cat tree yeah Yeah, that was beautiful Well, uh, all of these uh, tips on how to keep your cat happy <laughs> in quarantine is just a smidgen of what you're going to learn on Banshees at Booze, a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage. And, and my God, I've been sucking it. down mine. I you mean, have? I haven't noticed. Yeah. Mine's so cute. I put it in a little flamingo glass. Let me see. Aww. Oh, you have been sucking down your... Here yep. I was thinking that you were oh, drinking cute. like fresh pressed uh-uh. juice and that, that uh-uh. I didn't really. Okay. I'm going to drink mine too then. Yeah. Well, mm. Mm. we, we are back. We are back in it. We're back in our 50 states, states? of ghosts. <laughs> so I did it. it. I did it easier, but you did do it. <laughs> we're back on our 50 states of ghosts. And uh, yeah, we used the Instagram live the other day and we pulled up. Louisiana. When the saints go marching in. I don't know. Saints go marching in. I'm just imagining the bands going down the streets of New Orleans. Yes. Although we've done haunted New Orleans. Oh, God. A thousand times. Yeah, we've done plantations in in Louisiana, Uh so we have tackled a lot of Louisiana already. Um, But guess what? Lucky for us and unlucky for the folks living in Louisiana, that state is so fucking haunted. It's so the most haunted ever. Most. There was no shortage of things to find. I was like, oh my God, stop. It's too much. (laughs) I saw a couple of things. That I was like, oh, yeah, we did that before. But then Mm -hmm. also there were 700 other things. Yes. Myrtle's plantation kept popping up for me. And I was like, no, Tammy already did it. And it still scares me. Like, it still scares me. With that picture of the lady in the window. It's so scary. Yeah. I just got a chill just thinking about (laughs) it. That was so scary. Uh, the, yeah, I did like the, the reports from my trip to New Orleans and there's mm-hmm. just so, so much. So, yeah, um, I think one of the haunted cemeteries we've done might have been there. I just we've we've mm-hmm. tackled a lot. But boy, yeah. oh boy, I loved what I what I found today. I think yeah. I don't remember. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What was fun was just finding like new shit. And I actually... Yeah. I actually, surprisingly, Tammy, I stayed away from New Orleans. I did too. Good for us. Thinking outside the box. There's a whole state, you know. And I thought 
Louisiana needs, you know, a little more attention than just New Orleans. So absolutely. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. my my drink is Louisiana based. Mine rather too. Than my story. Okay, great. What are you What are you drinking there, Amy? It's so cute. Well, Tams, I actually forgot you've already made this for us once. Oh. Um. So I decided I would make a hurricane. But yes, I w- Ooh, it's pretty. Thank you. Well, I decided to make it more conducive to the fact that I'm recording this at 10 a.m. my yeah. time, even Correct. though we used to always do that. Yeah, I'm getting older. It's yeah. Hard. <laughs> Look, I drink at 10 a.m. now, but that's because of quarantine. And like, I, you know, I got to set my foot down somewhere. Well, I made it. I forgot that you've already made us hurricanes and uh, I was ordering my groceries and I was ordering that Kern's passion fruit puree in a can thing. And I was like, this seems very familiar. Oh shit. We've already had this. (laughs) And Tammy did a great job. So I did just, you know, it needs all sorts of different rums, but I did, um, rum and the passion fruit juice from that can. And then Fresh squeezed lime juice. I'm very proud. I squeezed them myself. <gasps> and oh. I got to be honest, this is delightful. I yeah. think I could drink this at 10 a.m. any day. Well, um, I'm I'm so disappointed that you're repeating drinks because sorry. I'm repeating a drink. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, we're going south. It's hot outside. I'm drinking some Firefly sweet tea vodka with some Lipton iced tea. It's exactly what I drank before, but I got that whole jug. No one else in this house will drink that sweet tea vodka, so I have to. That's so amazing. Do you know how close I came to doing a pickup at BevMo of Firefly sweet tea vodka for this episode? And now I wish I had because we would have been drinking the same drink. (laughs) That would have been crazy. I Um, could not stop. This is how obsessive my stupid drinking brain is. Ever since we recorded when you were drinking Firefly, I mm -hmm. have been thinking about it and like drooling over thinking about it for the past like two weeks. Well, now I'm even like, crap. I think it was our Florida episode I drank this. So literally two weeks ago, I drank this. <laughs> like, did. whoops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Feels like yesterday, though. I mean. I mean, oh, I just want to emphasize that it's good and I have a lot of it. So, And we're trying to avoid going to stores as much as possible. Yeah. So we have to use what we currently have. And exactly. I didn't have the Firefall Vodka, but I, God damn it, if I don't just order it for delivery. Oh, I yeah. want it so bad. You should. It's good. Should. It's hot in L.A. right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's starting to cool off. We were in like triple digits for a while, but we're just Ugh. getting like the, a cool front, which means it'll be in the 70s. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. Tammy, I just have, this is not my research, but while oh. searching for the uh, like the recipe for like an actual original hurricane, um, mm-hmm. I I discovered the, the, the history of it. It was... Made and invented in the 1940s at Pat O'Brien's bar. Pat O'Brien's? That place is hella haunted. It's hella haunted. It came up in my research a bunch. I thought about doing it. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe we need to for a different one because, yeah, Yeah. it's in the French Quarter, super famous bar, super haunted. And um, the owner, uh, Benson Pat O'Brien, so according to his story, um, post prohibition, there was a like way too much rum and, (laughs) and Pat's uh, liquor distributor would only sell them 
other booze if they agreed to take 50 cases of rum that they did not want. Um, So Pat O'Brien concocted a mixture to use up all his fucking rum. Uh, He did rum, a large amount of rum, uh, Uh passion fruit syrup, and lemon juice, and it took off. So it's supposed to be dark rum, passion fruit syrup, and fresh lemon or fresh lime juice. That's as simple as it is. But like, now you go to New Orleans and you get a hurricane. Oh no, yeah. what the fuck is in that shit? But it gets you way Yeah, It's like seven kinds of rum yeah. and like like pineapple or I don't even know, like red juice. It just comes in a jug or something. <laughs> like Yes, it comes in a Ooh, I just got I may have put too much lime juice in there. I'm like mm-hmm. ooh, My cheeks just like sucked in so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like now they'll like make it with grain alcohol and shit like that. Yeah. 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 But it's really just rum and passion fruit syrup and lemon juice, lime juice, healthy vitamin Dang. C, Tammy. Once you- again, she's bringing it home, keeping it healthy, keeping it healthy at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a question about your drink. It looks purplish. Does it? Yeah. It's just. Um, oh, now I see. Okay, it was just the coloring yeah. that, like from the light. Ah, okay. Yeah. This whole time I was like, look at her. She's drinking this SIE berry juice and like <laughs> fresh pressed beets. <laughs> yeah. Do you know me? Uh- <laughs> Apparently, I thought that you were someone else for a minute. <laughs> Not moi. Um, yeah, there used to be a bunch of ice in there because I, you know. I filled the little jar with ice and then I put the vodka on the bottom and then I made like a double steep of Lipton, Mm. but it was so hot and it melted the water. I mean, this is actually perfect. Like it's the perfect, you know. Oh, you make uh, your tea the the real way. You make actual tea. I mean. That's nice. uh, It's just. I didn't know what else to do. I, I We've got some lemons, but I don't want to like use the, I was like, I feel like these are for recipes that I came up with earlier. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to use them just in case, you know? <laughs> That's true. Good point. Good point. Um, well, um, I would love to, hear about your research oh would you now well gosh that's convenient because I just love to tell you about it oh my gosh I didn't know which one of us was gonna go first but I just like maybe it's because I'm drinking this delightful drink and I don't want to stop yeah (laughs) so I'll make you talk I think that's perfectly acceptable you know I love to talk Mm -hmm. um Amy you know we had done the Myrtle plantation and and all that and you know sad to say but there's just no lack of haunted plantations in Louisiana what yeah I know I'm shocked I uh found the Oak Alley Plantation in Vacherie Louisiana um and my research came from good old Wikipedia the Oak Alley Plantation.org website and good old hauntedhouses.com. Oh, yeah. Um, so I can't wait for you to see all. I've got a good picture at the bottom of my research. You'll get to see it if you want later. Um, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Um, oh. And it looks like just your typical, you're like, oh, like stereotypical plantation. And um, 
It got its name. Oh, I just saw you pop into my research. Look at the bottom. Go to the bottom. Oh, look how pretty my that is. God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that is why it's called Oak Alley, my friend, because Holy the shit. oaks were planted in front and uh, they form like an archway. Oh. So let me get into it. And I'm going to um, get off your research. I'm off. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, get out of here. I don't want you to see my misspelling. Um, <laughs> The oak trees in the front were planted in the late 1690s. Whoa. Uh, yeah, by a French settler who lived on the property. And the plantation wasn't built until 100 years later in 1837. Um, so those, they got, you know, they were planted this, you know, nice little alleyway. And then somebody was like, oh, I'm going to build this beautiful plantation behind here. So, okay. Um. Uh, it was built in 1837. Yeah, between 1837 and 39 by George Swaney for a wealthy Creole sugarcane farmer known as Jacques Telesfor Roman III. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what names? Yeah, and and uh, and he was married to his wife named Josephine Pyle. I don't know why she has a different last name or if that's her middle name. but She was just like, look... When I have to sign the checks, I don't, Mm -hmm. or it's just, that is too much. I'm not signing (laughs) Roman, you know, tell us for all of these things. She's the original Rodham. She's like, I'm just keeping it. I like the name Pyle. I'm keeping it. It's short and sweet. Short. It's easy. I don't have to spell it out for people on the phone when I'm placing a mail order. Yes. Um... So, oh, the, originally the house was called Bon Sejour, which means pleasant sojourn, which I was like, and sojourn means rest. You mean like pleasant rest. Okay. Like it's a restful place, but nobody calls it that. They all call it Oak Alley because damn, dim oaks, dat alley, you know? Yes, but I'm sure there's many ghosts there that are trying to have a pleasant rest. Oh my God, Amy. I mean, You're right. Bone sojourn, ghosties. Uh Um, Okay, so when Jacques died of TB in 1848, his son Henri took over the operations of the plantation. And then after the Civil War, uh, the plantation, you know, it uh, obviously went poorly for the family for some strange reason. It's as if they were inhuman monsters who kept humans as property, and you shouldn't do that. So... (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Uh, controversial opinion, I know. But um, if anyone is listening to this podcast who is not on the, your side of that opinion, get out. Why are Bye-bye. you listening to us? Go. Bye-bye. Go. Um, so after the war, the plantation was sold at auction to uh, John Armstrong. And uh, then several other owners came through, but nobody really, like, kept the place up. Um, just, it was very expensive, you know, to do so. And it was really into, uh, fell into disrepair in the 1920s. Um, in 1925, Andrew and Josephine Stewart fell in love with the place and decided to rescue it. Um, the first thing they did was to start on the path of renovating and restoring it. Um, they hired an architect, and um, they... Like, this is boring. Why did I copy and paste this? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so they spent the rest of their life renovating it, bringing it back to its former glory, which I'm like, you know, I'm so conflicted because I'm like, you know, you want you want history. You want to see these things. And, of course, like a, a beautiful old house, like, 
you know, it's not the house's fault, but also it's kind of like, what does it represent? So I feel the same way. I even felt conflicted gushing over how gorgeous it is in the photo. Yeah, me too. Me too. And so, Uh. so here's, here's a little bit. So Josephine, they, they spent the rest of their lives. They spent like 50, you know, they spent tons of, not 50 years doing it. But they started restoring it. They were kind of, it was kind of one of the first plantations that started getting restored. Oh. Um, and so she died in 1972 and, and uh, bequeathed the Oak Alley Foundation, which is a nonprofit, to keep it, you know, running. It's a museum now, like a lot of places. Um, and then this is good. In um, uh, they opened for public tours in 1998, and then uh, and it's also a bed and breakfast. And they also a few years ago they went through and they reconstructed the slave quarters. And so they also have a whole section dedicated to the humans who, you know, worked, lived and died there. Um, wow. Without, without a lot of choice. Mm. So, um, and basically I also read that the entire house, like it was built from, uh, imported marble and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it took two years to do and every single bit of the work was done by slave labor. So, you know, it's, I think it's important to, to mention that. So yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the interesting things that happened in the house before there were reported ghosts. Um, so Josephine Pyle, as you remember, who, did not take her husband's last name. I don't know. I'm making that up. They might have just not written it down. Um, <laughs> um, she loved the social life of New Orleans and really, really missed it when they moved to, uh, what is it, Vacherie. Um, so uh, she started visiting New Orleans a lot with her children and would leave Jacques by himself uh, a lot. Because uh, he was, she's like, it's boring in the country. I'm going to the city. And Jacques died in TB of TB in 1848 alone in the house. Oh, I mean, while she was yeah. off gallivanting in the big city, gallivanting. Um, so their daughter Louise, um, she was raised in the French Creole upper class culture, and um, so she, you know, had very you know, strong set of rules about what's proper and what's not. Mm. Um, So one night she became highly insulted and angry when a suitor who had had too much to drink dared to try to kiss her. Oh Uh my God. See what happens when you drink folks. See, mm-hmm. let that be Excuse a me. lesson. Yeah, seriously. Mm. I'm going to get into this hurricane. My morning uh. hurricane. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Um, so she lost her temper and ran away from him. She was so angry that she tripped and fell <laughs> and cut cut her leg badly by the iron frame in her hoop skirt. Oh, oh God. Developed gangrene and lost her leg. Oh, shit. So, I'm sorry I laughed at her. I know. Oops. So she was so upset and embarrassed about losing a leg albeit in a very, like, southern lady way. Serious. I I cut my leg on my hoop skirt (laughs) because I was running from a fresh suitor. Awesome. He was improper, ungentlemanly, and so I lost my leg. I'd rather lose my leg than kiss you, you slob. (laughs) Careful what you wish for, honey. Yeah, right. Also, I'm sorry, how fast can you run when... Your skirt is made out of iron. 
I mean, not very. No. I guess he didn't really want to kiss her that much. <laughs> um, so deciding that, you know, she had to leave society because she lost her leg, she went and joined a convent um, in St. Louis. My God. Oof. But then in her later years, she moved back home to Oak Alley, lived out the rest of her life there. So, wow. you know, there's wow. there's been some shit that has happened in this house. I mean, okay. if she just kissed him, her life would have been very different. Very. I mean, this is this is what I advise all all women. Yeah. Just give just, in. Just and you won't you know, lose a leg. Don't, you know, what's lower your standards or lose a leg. Right, girls? Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> we're yeah. <laughs> um my god. So this this is a very problematic episode. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully our listeners know when we're joking or being sarcastic, yeah. but sometimes I feel like I we know, have right? to say it. I know, right? <laughs> we are um, 1,000% for consent. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. P- please um, don't kiss. Don't kiss yeah. when kissing's don't, not wanted. Don't kiss if you don't want to kiss, okay? Um. So let's talk about ghosts, shall we? Uh, there's a this- whole section on their website where they just record stuff and then, you know, hauntedhouses.com always comes through. Hell yeah. With the goods. Um, there was, of course, a Ghost Hunters episode about this. I sadly did not have time to watch it. So Oh, um, cool. So maybe if I'm if I want to get through a little more of that sweet tea vodka, I'll pour myself one and settle in for some ghost hunters. Yeah, girl. Um, okay, so the assistant house manager, um, Denise Becknell. Oh, I kinda love that name. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's B-E-C-N-E-L. Becknell? 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 Yeah, Yeah, that sounds right. Yes. No, that's how it is. I like it. Um, Hold on. (gasps) That was a good burp. not even bubbles in it. Wait, I haven't burped. My, how the tables have turned. (laughs) (laughs) That was my my egg brekkie sandwich I made this morning. (laughs) I'm so offended. Uh, I'm going to run away from you and... (laughs) lose my leg you're gonna lose your leg running away from my burps um okay so denise becknell was leaving the plantation one evening with her daughter and two tour guides um they noticed a light on in the lavender room uh which i need a lavender room okay they were surprised uh because they had checked to make sure all the lights were out they were like locking up for the night um as they looked up at the window they saw the figure of a woman who looked like the image of Mrs. Stewart, who was the last resident of the mansion. So that was uh, the lady that restored it. Yes. The lady that restored it. Who lived there for like 50 years. Yeah, because there's two Josephines. So I got confused. But yeah. Such a popular name back then. Um, So they see her standing there and um, the lights blinked and they all rushed to their cars Mm. Uh, when they turned to look back, Becknell saw that all the windows were now dark. Whoa, creepy. I feel cold. Um, So, oh, I wish I did. (laughs) My air conditioner is not working very well. Um, (laughs) a maintenance worker named Mitchell Boone had his arm touched when he was the only one in the mansion. Uh, and an office assistant, Louise Boone. I mean, you should mention if they're 
I guess related or is she just an assistant with the same name? Come on. That's crazy. So many Josephines, Um, so many Boons. So many Boons. So many Josephine Boons. It's a a bountiful Boon. Josephine Boon the 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Louise Boon found that items that she had left in certain spots had mysteriously moved overnight. Um, another tour guide, Juliet Temple, saw a female figure sitting on a bed in the lavender room. Again, the lavender room. Hmm. And uh, on another occasion, she saw the apparition of a man wearing dark clothing and boots fade away in the kitchen area, which I actually read that one in another place that they thought it was the guy that died of TB, the Roman the third. Yes. Yeah. Um, that it was like, it, he looked like he was wearing riding boots and he was like standing in the kitchen like he had just walked in, you know? Ooh, I yeah. bet it was him. Um, witnesses over the years have heard the sound of a horse-drawn carriage traveling up the plantation's graveled road. Um, and uh, two guides, Helen and Teresa, who uh, both heard it, they ran to the window and looked and saw there was a dust billow coming up off of the gravel like there really was like a carriage or horses going down it whoa mm-hmm. um once there was a large tour group of 35 passengers of the gray line bus i don't know why they included that <laughs> um but they did uh all 35 people were present when they saw a candlestick fly across the room holy crud violence mm-hmm and lastly, uh, Oak Alley Carpenters were climbing from the attic uh, dormer. Attic dormer? I don't know what that means. From the attic dormer to roof. Maybe that means window that you climb out of the attic from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I don't just, know. just make that what it is. An attic I'm not dormer. An uh huh. Um, to repair the widow's walk. See, I know what that is. I know what a widow's um, walk is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so they were repairing that. Uh, they were using climbing harnesses to keep them safe. Um, at the end of the day, they organized their harnesses and ropes and piles on the attic floor, only to return the next day and find them strewn across the floor, buckles and fasteners adjusted or undone. Security cameras showed no one entering or leaving the attic. Oh, dang. Cre- I think that ghost wanted all those men to fall off the roof while they were repairing Amy, the widow's walk. I'm about to solve a mystery. Because this says Louise Bourne, an employee. I think they mistyped her name earlier. Oh, I think it's Bourne. Oh, it's not Boone. Not another Boone. Not a double Boone. Uh, they double just got Boone. No, damn, it's a I'm so disappointed. I thought that the town was riddled with Josephine Boones. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Um, she has seen empty chairs rocking in unison, um, and things moved from one tabletop to another. Uh, and both she and another employee uh, say that they've heard sounds that they can't identify, including the sounds of horses and a child crying. Eek. Uh, so those are the reported hauntings. Uh, but of course, you know, I'm not going to look at a B&B and not look it up on TripAdvisor. Oh, my which God. Which I did. Yes. Yes. This TripAdvisor review was titled Ghost Hunters Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. We didn't go there for the room. We went to Ghost Hunt and we had a blast. We had, okay, because now we need to do this. We had all night access to the grounds and wandered to our heart's content. 
I'm sorry. Right? We're going. Uh-huh. As soon as yeah. we're allowed to be on airplanes, that's right? where I want to go. Uh-huh. Um, the tour was very good. We saw every room on the first and second floors. So you can take pictures all through the house, and I really enjoyed that. Here's where they lost a star. This was a four-star review. Ooh. I was disappointed we had to pay full price, $18 each, when we were paying to stay overnight. I really feel like they should offer at least a 50% discount to B&B customers. We felt a bit ripped off. Uh, um, and then just crammed into one little paragraph here. We didn't capture any EVPs. The EMF never wavered. I only got orbs and one maybe ghost and thing in the woods, but we felt free to wander at all hours. The staff was helpful and supplies with suggested locations and names of probable entities on the ground. I like how she's just like, we maybe got a ghost. I don't know. I don't know. There was like a ghost in the forest, I guess. Yeah. It was uh, whatever. Also, $18. I can't. I just can't. I would gladly pay 18 i mean we paid way more than that for the queen mary tickets oh, are you good kidding Lord, me those tickets are like in the 70 dollars range i think yeah it's i think we did like we did like a what do you call it where you get the the cheap stuff the oh 50%. like a groupon-esque kind of yeah, thing groupon, yeah, yeah yeah but also it's just like you're paying 18 dollars. it's almost it goes to the staff that's giving you the guide and saying yeah here's the stories of all the entities and da-da-da. totally yeah, people are so cheap Ugh. But man, wouldn't that be cool to be able to then go wander around? That was like, that was one of my favorite parts when we did stay at the Queen Mary. Yeah. Because we had those hallways that we could just kind of like walk up and down, which was so spooky. That's the best part. Cause I feel like, yes, things do happen on large group tours, but mm-hmm. as a individual, you can be way more in tune with it when it's just the, like the two of us walking around on our own. You could totally. hear a lot more. You're just like, yeah, it's spookier. That was the best part for sure, just being able to make yeah. mischief on our own. Okay, well, we're filling out our travel dream journal here. Oh, yeah. It sounds like we're going to New Orleans, or we're going to Louisiana. Oh, we'll definitely be swinging by New Orleans. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> gotta, we're not stupid. Got to get an original <laughs> hurricane at Pet O'Brien's. Hello. Hell yeah. We got to have, have dinner at Antoine's. Yes, <laughs> and a ghost tour by Ernie. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, well, that was amazing. It also made me wonder. I've been thinking about it, really thinking, and I feel like it's not uncommon in a lot of our stories that we you hear the sound of like um, a horse, a horse and carriage, or you hear like the hooves right. of horses running. I wonder what creates the sounds of like something that was never alive, like as a goat, you know, like hearing mm. um, boots, hearing a, a, a carriage. Like carriage wheels. Yeah. Right. Like, and I guess the horses like could be ghosts, you know, but it's just, I wonder what creates that. Yeah. It's like that. I think it's that residual energy thing, yes. you know, where it's like. The space is just so, I mean, you got to imagine there were, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of carriages that went down that walk yeah. during that time, you know? Right, so. right. I guess, too, because another really common thing is, like, smelling a perfume or smelling cigar smoke right. or something that that, right. that spirit used while they were living. It's just, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. Just always, Very. always things to contemplate in the afterworlds, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love it. Um, well, I also did a B&B, Tams. 
Yay! And, you know, I, I'll tell the story first. And then, I, I, unfortunately, the TripAdvisor reviews were all amazing and no, not ghosty at all. So I was like, well, that's not Aww. fun. Um, <laughs> so I didn't add any. But, okay, so I did the Bienvenue House Bed and Breakfast. So I just Ooh. think that means welcome. It does. Welcome, bienvenue. Welcome. Uh, so <laughs> I did my research. I got it from hauntedplaces.com and a, a blog called Haunted Nation. Um, yes. So, okay. The Bienvenue House is a quaint two-story bed and breakfast that sits in the historic small town of St. Martinville. Ville. St. Martinville, built in 1830, which was not too off from when your house, yeah. your plantation was built. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the plantation you researched. <laughs> Tammy does not own a plantation. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, okay. By the late 1800s, the home was, uh, the home ran as a small hotel for transients and was known as the Evangeline Hotel. It was operated by a single mother. Hello. Amazing. Um, She was named Isabel Robertson and she had two daughters. One of the daughters was an invalid and the other was a toddler and they all lived in the home together and ran it as the hotel. And then in 1896, an individual broke in, robbed the home and killed not only Isabel, but her children as well. No. Yes, and they were murdered in what is now known as the Evangeline Room because that was the Mm. name of the hotel at the time. Uh, The horrendous crime became etched in the minds of locals as well as the annals? Annals? Annals. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not the first one. You don't want anything etched in those annals. Is it, can I guess what the rest of the sentence is? Is it annals of history? Yes. Yeah, that's like the only reason you use that word. <laughs> what does it mean? What is annals? Like, I think it's like, uh, it's it's like the recording of or the memory of. Oh. Like I think of it as, in my brain, I always think of it as like a giant book, you <laughs> okay. know, like writing down. <laughs> Or buttholes. It means butthole. <laughs> it became etched in the minds of the locals as well as their buttholes. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Can't stand an itchy butthole. <laughs> I just like to make just- you laugh. That's the only reason I'm here on this earth, I feel like, sometimes. You I know- just want to make you laugh. <laughs> you've succeeded. If that is why you've been put on earth, you have... You have- exceeded the universe's expectations Tammy mission accomplished it's like hey you know what they say when your butthole itches a murder has taken place (laughs) did I wipe improperly or was it murder Murder. (laughs) I like that we're classy we're so good keeping it classy man (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, 
the, the, these murders uh, became a big part of the history in St. Martinville. Um, so just like your, your place, this also fell into ruin because it wasn't being cared for, you know, just, and then 1996, uh, someone bought it and did a bunch of renovations and they turned it into a successful bed and breakfast. And, um, in 2007, the business was sold the bed and breakfast to, um, a woman named Jill Kuhn and, I thought Not I got Boone. excited. I thought it was Boone, but it's Coon. It's Coon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the cozy bed and breakfast continued to operate. Um, but before Jill moved in, so she was living in Seattle when she purchased it and decided mm-hmm. she was going to move there and run this bed and breakfast with her life partner. Mm. And um, oh, I was about to say, did she get a divorce? Because like that sounds like divorce things. Like It does, right? <laughs> like it sounds like a movie, like a rom-com. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out of this city. I'm gonna run a better breakfast I'm gonna in a buy town a in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> and the first person who checks in is like, "Well, hello." I'm uh, a widower who inherited a bunch of money. What? I'm spending it on orphans, and I'm so lonely. All I do is body build all day. <laughs> Are we writing this movie? This is a Hallmark movie, guys. Done. That's copyrighted. Done. Copyrighted. 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 Trademarked. Everything. Don't co- don't uh-huh. steal it. Okay. It's yep. super original. Um, so so Jill's not having moved into the place yet. Heard about uh, all its history and its dark past, and she contacted um, the blogger of Haunted Na- Haunted Nation who mm. I'm about to read you their story. She contacted them and said, could you please come out and do an investigation of the property um, before I open it up to the public? I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so here is the investigator who has this blog called Haunted Nation. Here's what they wrote. Um, For years, I had heard of the hauntings that reportedly resided at the Bienvenue house. Um, uh Isabel, the murdered single mother, Isabel's invalid daughter was said to ring a bell when she was in need of help. Um, Former owners have reported hearing the random sounds of a bell ringing. Previous guests have also reported that small objects seem to move on their own in the room where the girl died. While the home is being renovated, workers' radios turned on and off without visible cause. Another common activity reported both by neighbors and the previous homeowner is that the interior lights would appear to come on and off on their own. A lot like the lavender room. The Evangeline room and the lavender room are very similar. And I mean, it really... Oh, look at that. That drink is done, You see the bottom of my my hurricane? I got to catch up here. That was a category three, I'd say. You know, not too strong, (laughs) not too weak. Just right. I nearly spit out my drink. (laughs) And that is what I was put on earth for. Yes! (laughs) Um, uh, So unlike many cases, we were able to really take our time. Oh my gosh, just like the people who can ghost hunt at uh, the plantation. Uh, I'm telling you. I love it. I love the parallels. Uh, Going through the home to find the most suitable camera placements, taking base EMF readings, we found many spots of increased EMF energy, which was due to the older wiring in the home. A problem. Yeah. A problem often had when investigating homes of this age. Interesting. I never thought about that, but I love what when you're a true professional coming in to do the job, you can, you know. 
Like, yeah. Oh, it's ghost hunters. They they'll do that a lot. They'll talk about if they go into an older place, they'll go and you'll be like, oh, it's exposed wiring right here. There's tons of energy coming off. And it's it's, you know, you know, a scientific fact that those increased EMF, they can cause you to be like paranoid. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot like how they talk about the in the Victorian era, how like everyone was like low key being like poisoned by gas like the gas in their home yes so they think that some of it is just because the increased paranoia made people you can choose to believe either think they were seeing ghosts or maybe it made them more open to ghosts you know so i've never heard about that that's so much to ponder interesting Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. oh i like it boy it's amazing people lived past the age of two (laughs) Most like, didn't. This is very true. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, so this uh, investigation uh, team, the blogger and the, their helpers, uh, they turned out the lights at 10 o'clock, you know, did like the little lockdown thing, like 10 p.m., all the lights out, and they went through their usual methods of investigating. They said that during the night, um, we did not encounter any firsthand experiences, which is often normal. Didn't know that. It isn't Hmm. until we review our hours of audio and video when we discover potential evidence. During the Mm -hmm. night, I was conducting an EVP session in the Evangeline room where Isabel and her daughters were murdered. I was using my slight knowledge of Creole French to ask the standard (gasps) questions. Genius. So smart. So smart. Use the native language. Um, so in Creole French, uh, they asked, did you die here? What is your name? Just like the standard questions. When I reviewed the audio, I was amazed as what I would find. The clip contained a very audible female voice saying, je t'ai pas, which translates to don't I w- look. I'm not here? Yeah. Don't oh. look, I think. Or I mean, it's G-E-T-T-E. Is that get-te? Jette. G-E-T-T-E. Jet. that's like throw isn't it but it must be it's creole french that, oh you know, it's creole you know Je i wonder I if you can get creole french on duolingo i would totally do that that would be so interesting that would be very interesting yeah laissez les duolingo role you know like <laughs> i use it every day for my italian oh good i was doing spanish before we went to spain Oh, nice. I love it. I love Duolingo. And I also like the Google Translate app, which does all the work for you. Amen. It's great. Um, So, so yes, this, um, this uh, voice says, don't look. Um, The voice definitely sends a tingle down your spine as there is some noticeable distress in her voice. Was the spirit reliving that horrible moment where she had to possibly watch her own children be murdered? I know. When we presented the evidence to Jill, she was shocked yet elated to hear that years of claims may hold some validity. Hurricane. Mm -hmm. We were extremely (laughs) thankful for Jill's graciousness, and we promised her that we would be making a follow-up of some sorts. And then this is so sad. So the the blogger um, tried to follow up with Jill, to come back as promised to do another investigation to see if they cleared up some of the energy and her life 
partner said that unfortunately Jill passed away. Um, no. She was very sick and she died at the age of 62. And so um, the author of the blog says this blog is dedicated to her memory. No doubt that she is. Um, I'm saying this. No doubt that she's haunting the place now with her good juju. Yes. And that is Aww. the delightful Bienvenue House bed and breakfast. And um, all of the reviews were fabulous. So uh, that was amazing. Thank you. Here's my question. Yes. Are you binging anything right now? <laughs> so uh, besides uh, alcohol and uh, bad uh. carbohydrates, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Tammy, I'd love to hear about I- it. I just binged, I just binged the entire seven episode season one of Hollywood. Um, oh my God, th- Amy, I was going to do that next time. <laughs> oh my God, did you watch it? I haven't finished it yet. Um, oh my God. I watched, with my parents, we watched the first three episodes last night. We were up till like midnight and we don't do that. <laughs> like- it's very good. It is okay. fluff. It's fluffy, but it's great. I love it. Uh, and do you remember, I told you about this. There was a documentary, um, and shit, I forgot the name again. It's like this uh, blah, 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 The Secret Life of Hollywood. There's a documentary because yes. it's a real thing. We've both thing. seen it. Yes, yes. With the, oh, okay. with the gas too. station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I went and saw it at the, it used to be the Sunset. I think it's an AMC now. Yes. Uh, you did tell us on this podcast about when you went yeah. to see it. And then we watched it. We streamed it at home. And mm-hmm. right? it's It borrows a lot of truths. It does. Yeah. Yes. I'm so impressed with Ryan Murphy. I think he does such a good job of taking reality and truth and and like making it interesting and accessible like I think all the time about that the people versus OJ Simpson is straight up like one of my favorite television shows of all time like it I is still haven't seen it and I promise okay. you I will I promise it's it's just so good I feel like he does he he like honors the truth Mm -hmm. while also making it maybe like really fun to watch you know yes I'm very envious of that skill I think that's something I'd love to be able to do me too I think watching this show and this is won't give out any spoilers but he he rewrites history he doesn't hide the truth of what was really going on but he rewrites it in a way of like this is how it probably should have and could have ended if we all did the right thing Right. You know, I even said like, I mean, don't get me because it's kind of a sexy show and I was watching it with my parents. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I even said like at the end of one of the episodes, I was like, this might sound weird, but I really appreciate how Ryan Murphy just kind of aggressively normalizes gay sex. Like. In I a said way the that you, same thing to Ithamar. You just, you don't see it all the time and yes. you should. And it makes it to where it's not so like, oh, I, I have less of a like, I, that is unusual reaction yes. because he, he gives just as much space for all kinds of sexual encounters. And I, I, I just think that's so important that we just, the more you see something, the more you become exposed to it. And, and that's, you know, that's me coming from my place of, I, you know, 
I'm straight and I'm right. used to being around a lot of straight people, generally speaking. And so it, I, I think it's really like good work that he is doing that. I so. completely agree. I had the exact same response. I, I know. And I felt like I know this is going to That's sound... crazy that you said that, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I it just he finds a way of making it just very normal and comfortable to watch two people in love or with needs, you know, just like, and Mm -hmm. who cares if they're the same sex? It just makes it feel very, I love how he did it. However he did it. It makes me feel like I'm going to recommend my parents watch it and I don't feel embarrassed. I don't think they're going to be grossed out or, you know, like, and they're Mm -hmm. not like that. I should, I should say they're not homophobic at all. But they're older and, you know, it's always weird watching sex scenes with your parents. But I Mm -hmm. felt, I feel like I would be fully comfortable watching this with anybody. You know, Mm -hmm. he just has a wonderful way of making it very beautiful and normal. And it's great. It's awesome. And he's such, Ryan Murphy's such a champion of, of women's rights, of, you know, just diversity. He's, he does a great, he's just, I love it. I love yeah. who he is, yeah. apparently, from what I've heard off the screen and then what he does behind the scene. It's just, he's cool. Well, that was going to be, mm. that was well, going to be, oh, look at her go. She's going Sorry, <laughs> I can't believe I haven't burped yet. This is crazy. Um, well, we can talk about it again in the next one since I, I sort of stole yours. No, it's okay. You know what I was going to say this time? I'll think of another one because God knows I'm binging. Um you know what I was going to say this time was I was going to say you should do what I did last night, which is, and I can't recommend this enough, fall asleep to the movie interview with a vampire. <laughs> it's, it's so soothing. And, um, I second, and here's why I was going to recommend it specifically for this episode. Amy interview with a vampire, Louis, his plantation, it's Oak Alley Plantation. They filmed it there. So Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Oh, my nope. God. <gasps> and that's why I thought of it. They also filmed another one of my favorite movies, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Have you ever heard of that no, one? No, I've never heard of that. Betty Davis. It's <gasps> old, It's about um, this Southern belle who is like going crazy in her plantation and um, at her like debutant coming out she killed her like bow with a fucking axe and so all the kids and he was like a writer and he wrote her this song called hush hush sweet charlotte and the kids and the local kids would change it to chop chop sweet charlotte but then it's Ah! like is she really going insane or is she being gaslit by people who knows it's fascinating go watch it that sounds so good also recommending the tcm app (laughs) Which I do not have, but now maybe I can find it on Criterion or something that we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That sounds good. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, I love it. All right. Blasts from the past for sure. Mm-hmm. Hollywood being all 1940s and mm-hmm. then Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte being. Also, I think like maybe probably. like the 30s and 40s. Yeah, yeah. probably was thir- like, yeah, if it was Betty Davis in her prime, 30s, 40s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Yay. So, 
Well, cool. Well, guys, we would love to hear uh, ghost stories of your very own, and you are always welcome to tell them to us. Uh, you could drop us audio files or uh, an email um, at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. And you can also uh, click a fun little button on our website at bansheesandbooze.com. That's right. It's a fun button. We love to click buttons. It's awesome. And then you can follow us on Instagram, bansheesandbooze. Or you can follow us on Twitter at bansheesandbooze. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you'll find us. And uh, she's thinking, she's thinking, her eyes I are know. going, her eyes are I went, she's, I panicked. She's not blinking, oh God. Hey, Tammy. Yes, Amy? If you see a ghost. Refuse to take your husband's last name because the one you got is fine as it is. Uh, yes, Josephine Boone, the Josephine 20th. Josephine Boone. Boone, Pyle, uh, Roman, uh, Telsfillard, uh, who knows? Okay, great. Um, hey, Amy. <laughs> yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost. Um, uh, take the iron hoop out of your skirt and <laughs> smack it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Only love if it. he's being inappropriate. Yeah, give a ghost gangrene. Why not? <laughs> so gross. <laughs> uh, uh, should we do this again? Yeah. Do you want to do another Let's... episode right now and keep drinking? I think we should keep drinking. Well, guys, we've got work to do. See you next <laughs> week. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>